We are so happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. I fight not to say that every single week. Do me love! Oh, what a feeling! Do me love! I have got to get someone to kiss. <laughs> someone to miss. I gotta find a way to get a life one oh, no. day. Praise the Lord, niggas. Every nigga ought to praise him. Everyone. That's somewhere in the text. What's cracking? Black people, white people, all people who have elected to listen to us on tonight, today, or whenever you choose to listen to this. Praise the Lord. Praise him. What's going on with Um, you? What's cracking, sis? Nothing. Um... Thank you to everybody who came out to the Jaden XD live show. We had some getting grown um, listeners who were there as well. So it was wonderful to meet all of you. And Indeed. For those of you who don't know, Jaden XD had a live show in New York this past Saturday, April 15th. Um, and it was a success. Um, Jade was on stage and she was very nervous, um, visibly visibly nervous um but the show was a good time and i actually made the drive up uh with my sisters kia and keisha um and uh it was a good time it was a good time we had a good time and i was happy to have the support so thank you to everybody who came out and thank you to my sis kia and kia and keisha for driving up from the dmv to come be there What's going on with you? Not a not a thing. Not a thing. You know, it's Monday. Well, yeah, Monday night. <laughs> and uh, coming back from the weekend and just trying to get ready for another week. I have to do some traveling this week. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, make it through. I'm happy to be here, though. Um, welcome to episode four of Getting Grown. We're super, super excited and happy to have y'all with us. Um so we're going to get right into it. Oh, before we do that, um, as always, thanks everyone who has, you know, sent a tweet or email or made a comment on Instagram. Thanks to all of you who have um, commented and rated on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yes. I read each one of them. That's probably not a good idea, but I do read <laughs> each one of them. And um, I appreciate all of you guys who love listening to us. Um and we're we're just really happy to be here. And, you know, just bear with us. I know I'm still trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Um, um, but, you know, we're doing the best we can. So shout out to y'all. And That's what we should have called the show, The Best We Can. <laughs> yes, the best, the very best that we can. So, and, you know, you're just not, you're not for everybody. I actually came across a comment today and I said on Twitter, I like made like a tw- a tweet where I said over and over again, I will not read the comments. I will not read the comments. I will not read the comments because you know, I mean, lo- far and away, the response to the show has been super positive. Absolutely, that's a blessing, and I'm super grateful for that. But you know, you're not for everybody, and you're always gonna have someone who's gonna have, you know, to throw in their opinion, and they're entitled to have it. You know, sure. So it's just about learning how to take the good with the bad and I'm always 
I mean, what what annoys me, I guess I will say, is that when it's not constructive. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're just saying, like, n- a negative thing. Like, t- just tell me, give me something specific. If you just right. be like, oh, this is whack. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, but what? Like, okay. Oh, y'all are stupid. <laughs> right. Like, just, okay, that's productive or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Either way. Um, like, if it's whack, just cut it off. Like, right. I don't feel like it's going to something else. Noriega has but a podcast. It's, it's it's entertaining. I promise you, you'll be fine it's over there. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I I um, yeah, I do read the comments. I try to respond to you guys, the tweet me, um, and I'm really enjoying you know engaging with you guys. So please, let's keep it up. All right. And my sis is definitely picking up the slack in that department. Twitter is not. Listen, my let's strong. not talk. Mm-mm. It's not my strong point. I'm trying. I'm trying here. Let's not talk about your slack. We're not going to talk about your slack <laughs> on tonight. We can say, I'm accountable. I'm, I hold myself accountable. Sound effect. Girl. Don't. These lies. Let me tell y'all about the lies. That's a lie. Sound effect. Jay thinks that y'all are stupid. And I, I want y'all to know that. Okay? I would never. One or other. I would I never. Know. Girl, save it for somebody who cares. Um, so let's jump right into shout out to my sis, shall we? My sis is popping right now. Like. Shout out to my sis this week is a young lady that I follow her career and I am a fan of hers. Yara Shahidi. Um, she's on ABC's hit show Blackish. She is a teenager and an activist, very vocal, very well-spoken, beautiful. She just has like a beautiful spirit that exudes from her. So she is our shout out to my sis because she was accepted into every single college that she applied to. Absolutely. Um, She uh, got a recommendation letter from uh, my auntie, Michelle. uh, Yeah, ours. Yeah. Obama. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, so, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't she get accepted to every school that she applied to? Um, Absolutely. she's not disclosing where she's going to enroll yet, but she will decide within the month. At least that's what she told Teen Vogue earlier this week. Um, and she's pretty sure she's going to major in African-American studies and sociology because not only is she stunning and super talented, she's woke and she's absolutely committed to paying it forward. What a wake. Listen, I love her down. I would also like to uh, mention and have a brief moment of silence because today I realized that this baby was uh, born the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Christ, Lord have mercy. What year was that? Woo! <laughs> what was it? What was it? When I when I read it on, on the Wikipedia, I deflated. Like... <laughs> It really stole all of the thunder out of my Monday. It was like, my God. So it's really not shout out to my sister. It's like shout out to my niece. (laughs) Hey, daughter. Shout out to my niece. Hey, daughter. But we're proud of you, niece. I just want to speak your name. And shout out to everyone, all of the people who may be out here listening who are graduating from high school, graduating from college, graduating from um graduate programs we know that yes. you know it's getting around to be that time of the year 
Sure is. So, you know, if you're graduating and you want to shout out, we will give that to you. Just go ahead and send us a email at Getting Grown Podcast. I'm not going to spell it this time because last <laughs> week I had a bit of a problem, but it's actually Getting, G-E-T-T-I-N, Grown. That's where I messed up, so I'm not going to spell that. But podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. <laughs> so if you're graduating from anything, let us know and we'll kind of have, you know, for the next couple of episodes, we'll have like a running shout out to all the graduates, all the people who are out here popping like Candy. Absolutely. Um, says. Absolutely. So, yeah. Shout out to my sis. Shout out to you, uh, Yara Shahidi. God bless you, niece. I know you're going to be um, an amazing college student. And, you know, I'm here for you. If you know what I'm saying? You're like, already an amazing tell her, Absolutely. But somebody tell her, you know, I'm sure she don't need my help. But, you know, I, I have been in this academic advising game for, you know, just about a decade. So, girl, if you need me, call me no matter where you are, no matter how far. And I'll, okay. I'll cater your graduation party. You guys Listen, don't have to go to Red Lobster. It's for okay. The, for the seafood lover in you. <laughs> but, yes, that shout out to my sis this week and we can move right along into the kitchen table talk. Okay. Before we do that. Okay. Okay, before we get to our this week's kitchen table talks, I have a bit of an update that I want to run by by you, sis. I don't know if you were, have been made aware, but Tyrese from our oh, inaugural, God. from our inaugural episode, Tyrese has. I thought we banned this nigga from the show. I mean, you know, I just want to for the mm, w- w- should we? Well, we can ban him after this because I I feel like I would okay. like to hear your reactions <laughs> to this. So, um, over the weekend, uh, actually on the date that his. Most recent movie, what is it? Fast and Furious ninety seven. Which which one is yeah. it? The, one of those. It's not yeah, you don't know. That's it. Is it called Fast and Furious? It's something else though, right? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> it, it, it's a variation of <laughs> you know. It's like uh, fleshly and furious. What is it? Furious and and quick. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> quick fast and in quick, hurry. Fast, in a hurry. It's a uh, hold the elevator. It's stand clear of the closing doors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh my lord, have mercy! Stand clear of the closing doors. Um, Tyrese, on the day that that movie um opened, launched, what is it called when the movies open? Opened in theaters. The day the movie opened in theaters, he issued an apology. For his most recent comments, the ones that we addressed in our first episode. Hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to read the entire apology because not only is it long, but it is riddled with grammatical error as <laughs> huge. But, um, you know, he was basically saying that he had a conversation with a mentor of his who, um, quote, came down on me in a major way and checked me, caved my chest in with reality and made it plain. Plain. P-L-A-N-E. Like airplane. But anyway. Mm. Help mm. us today, Jesus. Mm. Okay. So he's acknowledged that what he said was really stupid. And he said his mother taught him to be better than this. Hopefully. Um, I, I certainly hope so. Just the lesson that he's learned is that you it's not always what you say, it's how you choose to say it. And for the record, He's far from a misogynist, a male chauvinist, or flat out mean. My intentions were there, but my delivery was horrible and clearly all the way off. And for that, I sincerely apologize to all of the ladies. Um, okay. Well, so I think I'm. I think that um, it's a resounding. We don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody. 
Nobody. I don't I think that I do. don't. You I, know, I certainly do not. <laughs> I think that this is a great lesson, though, because I, I think, you know, he felt... I think that it's good that he acknowledged that what he said was wrong. I hope that he would take this occasion to really learn and seek to understand why what he said was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that that's... Yeah, because there, there, there was a problematic piece in there where he said... His mother always taught him it's not what you say, it's how you say it or whatever. Right. No, sometimes it's not what it's, you say. It's what, just stop talking. <laughs> like, that's what it is. If, if, if it's like, oh, nothing, no, just. Right. If you don't, don't have nothing to say, say nothing. Now, that's don't, what, that's don't say anything. Like. Don't, but, just keep your mouth shut. I think that um, that's a big piece of, of apology, apologies that people often fail to miss. Is like, you know, if you can apologize because you feel like it's the right thing to do, but. Real kind of like reconciliation and repentance comes when you take the time to really try to understand why you were wrong um, mm -hmm. in hopes to never, ever be that wrong again. So I hope that he's he's done that. Um, you know, later on in the apology, he talked about, you know, how he was dragged and how even his wife got mad with him. So I don't know if this was a sincere apology or this was a more kind of like, okay, guys, leave me alone kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I just want, in addition to him, you know, trying to understand why he was so loud and so wrong and why he should have never said those things. I also want him to know that, you know, apology does not, apologizing does not absolve you from the responsibility of your words and actions. So he Damn still man. has to be held accountable for what he said and I'm sure that you know he's going to have a price to pay for you know this for 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 some time to come but that's all I just wanted to give y'all um, an update and admonish you to continue to ignore Tyrese for your own personal health and well-being <laughs> exactly um, he has been saturating Twitter arteries like since 2008 Absolutely. And so I can't imagine that he all of a sudden has a complete change of opinion. Um, I still believe that he's a horrible human being and we need to completely ignore everything that he says, like you said, for our mental health and wellness. I want him to change. I do want him to change and I'm praying that he will change. That does not mean that I have to listen to him or subscribe to him. Change or... silently, please. Change yes. silently. Change silently. And you know what? Show us. Show us better than you can tell us. <laughs> And another thing that I would admonish Tyrese to do is spell check. Now, <laughs> really all, just be very, very wary of hom F7? homonym F7. misplacement. Homonym misplacement. You know, homonyms, just because the word <laughs> sounds alike does not mean that you can use that word interchangeably. That's no. really all. It's just a no. rule. It's just one of those rules of life. You know what I'm saying? One of those rules of life. Like, you don't never, ever... Um, like you don't ever ever uh, put the soda back in 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 the icebox without closing the top. Like that's just a rule Tight. of life. You don't do that because flat soda is wrong. Just like Tyrese on most of the time. So you don't leave the chips open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't you leave don't... the chips open. Mm -mm. That was the petty peeve that somebody sent us, but we'll get to that later <laughs> on in the show. Like she was like, "How much time does it take you?" She was talking about cereal. How much time does it take you to roll the bag down back in the box so that the rest <laughs> of the cereal don't get spilled? It takes the seconds, really. Seconds. It, it does. It takes no time, really. But yes, to that point. All right. So in this week's um, Kitchen Table Talk, we actually got a suggestion from a listener. 
we got a letter from Nene. <laughs> Girl. And Nene, the subject of Nene's email is kids versus career. And her email says, hi, Jade and Kia. First of all, thank you so much for what you're doing with this podcast, with everything that's going on in the world. You ladies are a breath of fresh air. And when I listen to you, it feels like I'm at home with my sisters. Hey, sis. Aww, thank you. Thank you. Um, she says, I have a question for the kitchen table. Well, girl, pull up a chair. You got refreshments. I, I love do. a dip. I love a dip. <laughs> um, anyway, I, she said, I am a mother of a smart and sassy 15-month-old. Mm. Yes, yes, the sass is already there. And I also work full-time at the Alumni Association of a large university in my city, which is also my alma mater. I love my job, and I worked hard to get it. Um, she submitted my, I submitted my application days before I went into labor, interviewed with my daughter when my daughter was only weeks old. Um, but lately, I've been missing my daughter like crazy when I'm away from her. I didn't struggle with this very much when she was younger, but now that her personality is fully out, I think about how much I want to be with her all day long. We've been blessed to have family watching her while my husband and I are at work but I've been thinking about what it might look like for me to stay home with her. I've been thinking about some work from home or part-time options, but I'm scared of what leaving my job would mean for the trajectory of my career. I also love the people I work with for the most part, but obviously not more than my daughter. I'd love to hear what y'all think about staying home with the kids versus working slash advancing your career. And do those two things have to be mutually exclusive? Sorry for the rambling message. This is something that's weighing heavy on me lately. Your sis, Nene. All right. So, uh, since you're a mom, Jay, I'm going to let you holler at Nene first, and then I'm going to come in with my, uh, you know, two cents. I so, don't have two cents, but I'm going to think of something. <laughs> Got something. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I went back to work extremely early after my daughter was born. I was not ready to return to work, but I had to. Um. <clears throat> As I've continued to work and she's getting ready to be four, I know that I would love to be around much more. I'm very busy right now. I work a day job. I have my personal business that I'm pursuing with my catering. And then I have these two podcasts. So I have a very full plate right now. But everything that I'm doing, I am doing uh, for the goal of not having to go to a nine to five every single day. So I'm taking this time right now, this and sacrificing this time right now in, in my nerves and in my sleep so that in a couple of years and building this business that I'm building so that in a couple of years I can quit my job and hopefully before a couple of years, everybody pray for me, um, mm -hmm. I can quit my job and I can focus strictly on my own business so that I can make my own schedule and I can be more present. So that's kind of just how I'm handling it. I'm kind of using this this period right now just as a sacrificing period so that but I do have an end goal and I am working in harmony with meeting that goal. So as I continue to go to my nine to five, knowing that that's not my career, I am also heavily focused on my business on the side so that I can get to a point where I don't have to go to a nine to five any longer. And then that way I can I can maneuver my own schedule the way that I want to. So you just have to kind of figure out what works best for you. You know, if you can take a period of time where you're able to get a little bit more advanced in your career and maybe you can steer it in a direction where maybe you can work from home or 
you can set a schedule you where you can work from home. Like, I'm not sure what kind of career you have, but if you can kind of steer it in the direction of, you know, how you want your schedule to be, then try to work. I, I would say work on that now and really focus on that goal and everything that you do work in harmony with that goal. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Um, I think that I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and trying to get my life together, uh, myself, um, <laughs> and re- doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of, um, reflecting. And I think there's been like a consistent message, um, in all of the things that I've been kind of ingesting and trying to digest and process that, uh, you know, consistent theme has been, you can't have the life that you want to have. It's just going to take, um, a plan of action and diligence to follow through with that plan. Um, so I think that you don't, to your question in terms of, um, staying at home with the kids versus working and advancing in your career. I don't necessarily feel like you have to choose between the two because there are mm-hmm. tons and tons of women out here who have found a way to, um, you know, find that balance and create and craft the life and career that they want for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it might be a optimal time for you to have a conversation with your husband Um, and even before you have a conversation with your husband to sit down with yourself and ask, you know, what do I want? Um, and don't, don't limit yourself to, or don't confine yourself to the limitations of your current situation, but like think big, give yourself, give yourself space to just be like, you know, if I had my way, I would do ABC and then work backwards from that point to see if you can, like, uh, Jay said, kind of structure your life to meet that end. Um, I did a little poking around online and I found out that there is a whole community of work at home moms. Um, mm-hmm. I found a website, uh, wah, com, which is like a forum for work at home moms. It, and it gives, um, all, has all kinds of great information about, you know, people, uh, and, uh, information about, you know, making this the decision that you're trying to make right now. Weighing, weighing out the options, uh, considering the cost, how to make plans. Um, don't feel like you have to make a decision suddenly um, mm-hmm. or rush into anything. But this is really, you have the time um, to really sit down and think, okay, what's what do I want and what's the best way for me to go about it? Um, there are all the, you know, there are people who are sharing their stories on these websites. There's women, women who started their own businesses, who become bloggers. Um, there are people who have started their own business. Like, you know, there if it was a, a lawyer was working at a law firm. She found a way to create her own um, kind of consulting firm or agency or to go into business or practice for herself. So whatever your career goals are, you can, um, there are definitely options for you to structure your life so that you can be at home for those critical moments with your little sassy baby. <laughs> um, and, you know, do the work that you love um, to do. So no, I don't think that these things are mutually exclusive. I think you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's just, you're just going to have to pay for it. Like it's it's just not going to come for free. So like Jake was saying, I got my hands in a lot of different things too. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out this creative side of podcasting and 
this outlet, um, also, you know, navigating my career, trying to build a career, trying to find my niche within, within my current job. And, you know, it's a lot of different things to balance and, and it's not going to be easy. And there will be times where you are super sleepy. Um, but you have to, <laughs> and, but it's possible. You know what I'm saying? You have to make a plan and make a to-do list and just do one thing at a time until it's all done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just make the, just at the end of the day, just make sure that you're working in harmony with whatever that goal is. Like it, once you set that goal, then just start taking small steps and don't beat yourself up if you're not taking leaps and bounds and reaching right. it. And, you know, a, in this, in this like short amount of time, know that it's going to take some time and there are sacrificing periods in your life that you have to give up certain things, but absolutely make sure that you're just moving forward no matter what the pace is and right. working towards what you want that to be. Yeah. So Nene, that's what I would, uh, uh, that's my advice or that's my, I think that's what I would do if I was in this situation. I think it's a blessing that you have a supportive family and a supportive husband, um, that you can even sit down and, uh, you know, uh, consider these options. You know, a lot of people don't have these options. So it's a blessing. I think you should take full advantage of that by, like Jay said, taking your time and really weighing out what would be the best thing to do and being adaptable because, It may, it's not going to look just like how you write it down and plan it out to look, but you know, it's going to take some trial and error, but eventually you will get there. I mean, hopefully, because I I hope to one day, if the Lord says the same, be somebody's mama. And I, (laughs) and I hope that I could then, uh, you know, call you up, Nene and ask you (laughs) how you did it so that when it's, when it's my turn, you can help me out. But yeah, that's our kitchen table talk. Um, and one of the things that I noticed this week that I really, really enjoy, I'll talk about it in our next segment, but um, we had a lot of emails in response to last week's Honesty Box, the young lady who had um, the question about, you know, not doing well on her MCAT. And mm-hmm. there were so many people who reached out and gave advice. I'm going to read one of those response emails when we get to the honesty box segment. But mm-hmm. I think I thought that that was awesome. So yes. I'm saying that to say all of you moms or wives or anyone who has experience and can speak to Nene's question, uh, please do. Cause you know, I certainly can't, you know, speak from the perspective of being a mother. I'm just, you know, offering, my opinion. Um, but if there are other people out there who have other, um, you know, things that they would like to share with Nene, send us the email, send us a tweet. Um, and, uh, we'll be sure to get Nene that information or share on the show. Yes. We want this show to be a sense of community, um, and have a sense of community. So make sure that you're writing and we're constantly reading, even if we're not able to get to everything, Right. On the actual show, we're definitely reading everything that you send in. So continue to write in. Please, 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 please. And that is all for Kitchen Table Talk. Everyone, please grab your plates and put them in the dishwasher on your way out. <laughs> I don't have no dishwasher. <laughs> mm, girl, me neither. I'm just speaking positively into the future. I'm telling the, the right. Lord that I need one. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be my end goal. I, a dishwasher. A dishwasher is going to be my end goal. I'm going to work my way towards that. 
I know, but you know what's crazy is that people is probably judging us like they, these bitches don't even have no dishwasher. No, I don't. No, it's not <laughs> common in New York to have a dishwasher. That is a luxury. I just live in a studio apartment. It's the studio apartment. The kitchens are so small they don't come with dishwashers. <laughs> the other when I had when I had when I lived in this building with my roommate, we had a dishwasher, but when yeah, I moved into the studio, I had to, I had to sacrifice that. But that you was know, a huge apartment actually. It was, and I miss it. But, you know, like you said, those times where we have to sacrifice for the greater good. I'm trying to get my little budget life together right now um, and try to get back on this, you know, grown woman stuff financially. So I'm trying to contend with my studio space uh, for now because it is just enough for me. Ain't nothing ain't nothing in here but me and my shoes, and we got, we got all the space that we need. So I'm going to try to stack my paper. But... Maybe that will be next week's kitchen table talk because we did get an email someone asking us about budgeting and I'm a little leery about talking about that because I am literally crawling like <laughs> baby stepping literally inching tip toeing like tip tip not even toeing just tipping tip I am tipping into this whole budget thing okay I'm if trying. Tipping, then I'm doing. What's the joint with the ballerinas? Where they be on their tippy toes with the show with the shoes? On point. You mean when they? They're, I don't. Yeah. I don't, yes. That. Point. Yeah. If yeah, if you're tipping, that's what I'm doing. A nigga's walking on her big toes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the big toes, not the Just other the big toes, not the other eight. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. What's All balance? Right. That's a wrap for kitchen table talk. Let me ask you something. Honesty, busy. Honesty box. <laughs> box of honesty. We need a new intro. <laughs> we, need, we need an intro for honesty box. I don't have anything. I got oh, you nothing. know what? I think we I, I we do have one. It's the Wendy Williams. We're like, can we oh talk yeah, yes. yes, that's right. All Never right. mind us. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm gonna start the honesty box segment with the response to last week's question. So last week we had a young lady who was uh, concerned um, that she didn't do well on her MCAT and was worried about whether or not she should take it again or if that had any implications on her long-term goals for being a doctor. Jade and I told her that, you know, she should uh, definitely take it again um, and to just kind of like help her, um, you know, kind of be a, be flexible um, and take the take try to find the lesson or what she's supposed to learn through failure because we learn through successes and failures um but like i said we had a a huge response people sending us tweets and emails who also had a word for the young lady um so i'm going to read one of those Uh, we had several but i'm going to read this one and then i am going to share some information that someone sent me on twitter um so this one uh, this young lady would like to re- remain anonymous uh, in her response, but let's call her AJ. Um, so she, AJ says, uh, this week or last week, while she was listening to the Honesty Box question from episode three, you shared a letter from a listener who is currently completing a med prep graduate program and hasn't yet secured med school admission. I felt compelled to write because I was in a very similar situation. I did a graduate program designed for admission into medical school after graduation while I did well on my MCAT, I didn't secure admission into med school. It was devastating and something that could have been paralyzing um, had I let it. After a long road filled with many questions and much soul searching, I will be starting med school this fall. Thank God. Congratulations, sis. I'm still not comfortable sharing my challenges. This is my first time actually um, with someone outside of my family and close friends. 
But a friend's mom once told me, your journey is your journey. And I never really understood until now how easy it is to look at your peers, compare yourself, and feel inadequate. It's much harder to look inwards and realize that the struggles and triumphs help mold you and define your path. So I just want to remind the young lady to keep pushing. The interviews, the admissions, the dream, it is all waiting on her. Ignore the noise. It will come. Um, So thank you, AJ, for sending that encouragement to our uh, listener from last week. I'm sure it encouraged her because it encouraged me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Listen, everybody who writes in, I, like I love, I love everybody who writes in. Their personalities are wonderful. They're funny, they're they're smart. Like I, I, everybody who writes in, it's very enjoyable to read what they have to say. Yes, and AJ, this really blessed me because I was just like, it's so true. Because a lot of times, um, you know, it's so easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing and to feel inadequate. Mm. But you know, like she said. Um, struggles and triumphs help mold you and define your path so you learn through all the things um that you go through so just go through them and and the point is that you got to keep going to go through them um i also got uh, some really helpful tweets from someone on twitter i think i'm probably going to say this wrong i think his name is at bill purple a it's at a maybe i shouldn't spell it (laughs) um (laughs) It's like fill with no vowels. So it's like P-H-L, purple. Please forgive me if I'm... um, (laughs) But I think that that he or she, I I can't remember, uh, was actually in medical school. Mm -hmm. And it has some really good advice in terms of um, how often you can and should retake the MCAT. So again, I'm I'm not giving this information to kind of put any more stress or pressure on anyone. Um... But more so to kind of make sure that you're aware and that you can prepare like you need to prepare um, so that you can only so that you can do well the very next time that you take it. Um, So the there is no real limit on how many times um, you can take the MCAT. You can take the MCAT up to three times in one year, four times in a two year period and seven times in a lifetime. Um, And I know you don't have to take it that many times. So you're good. No. But um, I will want you to. I do want you to know is that a lot of um, medical schools look at how well you do on the MCAT as a proxy for how well you're going to do on your state boards. Right. Um. So if you have to take it multiple times, it may be a red flag, um, for admissions committees. And it um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a deal breaker. But like I said, I'm letting you guys know that. So um. You can know you know that if you need to retake it, there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to be smart in how you prepare to retake it. So right. I would, you know, get a tutor. Um, you can take a practice test and find out where your weak areas are, so that yeah. you can then bone up um, and um, you know do better um, when you retake it. Just just don't go in there cold turkey and be like, I'm just going to take it again. Just use the information and learn. Like part of learning from the mistake is making sure that you don't repeat what you've done before. So right. um, that I thought that that was critical, and I just wanted to share that. Again, thanks to everyone who uh, shared information. Um, and look at y'all going to be out here being medical doctors and right? stuff. We have so many, so many people writing in who are pursuing so many different degrees. Look at you. You're bringing out everybody, everybody on the school front. Listen, I wanted to be here for the niggas like myself. 
who been in school like forever, ever. Say it again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just got with that. Because I think that there is definitely something, there is definitely um, something to being a person of color, <clears throat> something to being a woman, something to being, you know, something to like academia has often said that there's not space for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to be a certain kind of way or do certain things in order to be in certain spaces. And one of the things that I has been kind of mo- my motivation in even doing this podcast is that um, I want to be an example in my own way because I'm still learning. But I feel like I can still be Kia and l- chase my dreams. I can still be Kia and be an academic. I could be Kia who pops her gum. I could be Kia who watches Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> And like, I don't have to compromise. I can be Kia who loves mm-hmm. Jesus. I could be Kia who, you know, knows how to jump double dutch. I could be Kia who fries her chicken wings hard. I could be Kia who writes poetry and played the violin. I could be, I could be all of those things. Like there's nothing, like I don't have to fit in one box. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's really important for me, for, it was important for me to learn that being a student and seeing, having examples and exemplars of that. And it was important for me to know that all, all the other students that are out there struggling through programs where they are the only person of color, the only woman of color, um, and having to deal with the stupid things that white people say to them, that they, <laughs> that they, that if I can do it, then you could do it too. You want to um, know what's funny? Everything about that, like on the academic side, it can, it can be applied to motherhood. Like everything that you said can be applied to motherhood because, you know, there's always been this stigma around motherhood that, you have to be a certain way, like you should, you should, uh, you know, cook dinner at night, which I do, but that's just because of what I do for a living. And you should, you know, just clean the house and take care of the kids and take care of the husband and whatever else. And you need to be this proper person and, you know, just all these different stigmas that are surround that surround motherhood. But as I continue to learn how to mother <laughs> as well as adult, um, I am realizing like there are certain aspects of myself that I don't have to give up to make me a good mother. You know what I'm saying? There's so many other things that make me a wonderful mother. And that doesn't mean that I have to give up certain aspects of my personality. I can still, you know, have a good time and I can still enjoy. As y'all hear the lighter. I don't sound effects. (laughs) Sound effects. Girl, <laughs> you know, I can still come home and have a glass of sangria. I can still do certain things that maybe people might say, ah, she's a mother. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I mean, a... It's all about balance and it's all about tempering, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I don't know. I don't want to say code switching, but it's knowing when to bring which aspects, aspects of yourself to bear. Right. So, exactly like, i'm not gonna do that right with my child sitting right here you know what i'm right. saying <laughs> like like when i'm at work and i'm in a conference and um you know that that might not be the appropriate place for me to to you know be all things to kia uh but i don't have to be ashamed of that in, in right. the same way you know what i'm saying so uh, I can say when, if I, I, because I'm talking with y'all and I can say ain't and nigga and, uh, <laughs> you know, I could, you know, don't have no prepositional phrases in my, in my sentences, you know, I could, <laughs> you know, those kinds of things because I feel like I'm comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. but, but then that does not compromise, you know, my intellectual capacity or the integrity of my scholarship 
because mm-hmm. I do because I have a podcast, that doesn't mean that I'm any less of a scholar or any less of a professional. Um, or because you know, so th- th- that's really the bigger point here. So, um, you can be all things you in every area of your life. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's um. So that was. And that's just the response. So we have another honesty box question <laughs> for this week. Um, and I'm going to read her as soon as I find her. You know, this is we have all these windows open. Have you seen her? Okay. Okay. Have you seen her? Oh, you found her. Okay, great. I did. Oh, I see her face ba, ba, ba. everywhere I go. Ba, ba, ba. On the street ba, ba, or even at the... you better sing um okay chastity yes this is chastity chastity said it was okay to use her name oh chastity i got a little beef with you i'm gonna address that right quick before we get into your question Mm. because chastity started her email like hello cousin jay and spiritual auntie kia like why i got to be an auntie and like what i'm trying i mean Aren't me we and like Jake the same age. How right. are you, <laughs> 30, I'm what? 32. Right. And I'm like just a couple of minutes older than that. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, you know, I mean, if Jade is your cousin, technically I could be your cousin too, but y'all know I'm same a little sensitive you. about being old as hell. Just, just y'all be careful with me. Just take it easy. I think she's trying, but wait, you could flip that though. What if she's like trying to say like, oh, Auntie Kia, but then she's like, Cousin Jade, like she young minded. (laughs) Cause y'all know I'm foolish. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just took it. I took it to mean that she was saying that I was old, which is true. But I mean, I'm sensitive about it. This is why you can't text. This is why you need to talk on the phone because you can't read people's tones. Like what, what is your intention? (laughs) What are you saying to me? I don't know where the inflection goes. Exactly. But anyway, that was me being sensitive. Chastity, your question. Uh, first of all, ta- <laughs> she prefaced the sentence by saying, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, semicolon. Um, she says, I absolutely adore you two and this podcast. It came right on time considering where I am in my life. I'm so excited to merge this into my journey of growth, patience, and foolery. Aren't we all, sis? Uh, last week's episode really spoke to me when you two discussed entrepreneurship and day jobs now my question is about balance i'm a 22 year old law student with a passion for criminal law reform 22 i'm definitely not old enough to be your auntie but anyway (laughs) uh but (laughs) but my other passion is my blog um unnaturalbeaut.com centered around physical and mental health and wellness Considering they are on opposite ends of the spectrum, how do I balance extreme professionalism and my need for creative expression through social media presence, fashion, etc.? Do you think it's possible for me to do both, keep them separate? Uh, I need all the advice I can get. Thank you, Chastity. Um, I think it's possible for you to do anything you want to do, honestly. Not even trying to, you know sister act you or whatever but you were grown <laughs> but you legitimately but, can do yeah, whatever you want <laughs> you can legitimately do whatever you want you like wrong woman mm-hmm. you could do whatever you want i was listening to that song on saturday and i was like you know beyonce when she said that ever she really meant that she really meant it she was she like was i sincere. could do whatever i want <laughs> that ever came from a place in her soul <laughs> And as many times as I have heard that song, 
it really just made me laugh on Saturday when I was. Wait, you know what? And she's right because what did she say? Hold on, she goes, "Go girl, wait, go girl." I could wait. Does she say I can do whatever she want? When doesn't she say that when she be like, "Go girl"? Oh, she be like, "Uh, uh, 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 the booty so fat, yeah, go see see she's very sincere about doing whatever she wants to do that's whatever that whatever but yes chastity i want i was saying that to say that you can do whatever you want so that ever the same verve and vigor that beyonce had in that ever <laughs> you can definitely bring that same verve and vigor to learning how to balance between your professional life and creative expression because i mean we've been talking about this whole episode and i think that's why i picked this one because i thought it really fit in with the um show but yes you can absolutely do whatever you want um it's just about scheduling and balance and figuring out what works best for you it's always about figuring out what works best for you but just trying to make sure that you do that in the smartest way possible so for you you might want to set a specific time that you focus on your blog and you focus on on your side hustle and what you're doing and you dedicate that specific time to that May that be after work and you say, okay, I'm going to take six to eight or something like that to focus on that. You take that and schedule that time so that you're still allowing time for yourself. You're still, you still are focusing on your career because it sounds like you're you're sincere about what you want to do with your career as well. So you have time to focus on that and then you focus on your side business and you kind of just learn how to balance your schedule like that. Indeed. I think, I know for me, one of the things that I've learned about myself or that I tell myself is that I am a, I'm one person with a lot of different passions and interests, mm-hmm. but with all those passions and interests, the common denominator is always me. So I all, because I'm the common denominator and because I'm connected to each one of the things that I'm involved with, mm-hmm. I, there, there is always overlap and you will find that there will be ways that, your professional life will fuel your passion and your passion will fuel your professional life. If you stay true to yourself and, and do, um, do what comes naturally to you in both, um, cultivating your, your professional goals and interests and, um, your creative passions, Mm -hmm. they almost always come together. Like almost always come together. Yeah. Who I am at work is very much who I am when I'm on the podcast because this is who I am. Like I can't detach, <laughs> I can't detach the nerd side of me that you know is the research fellow that sits and looks at statistics and research. I can't detach that from who I am because you'll find that even on the podcast, whenever we talk about something, I always got some statistics in my back pocket because yes. that's who I am. It's a part and of. I'm who always I am. gonna. I'm always gonna give you a Gucci Mane quote. Absolutely. I might be in a meeting at work and they may also get a Gucci Mane quote, but everybody across the board gets a Gucci Mane quote. So And she's gonna give you like a recipe. Like Jade is a cook. So she's <laughs> she's really she's a, a chef. I'm sorry, a cook is, is she's greater than a cook. I don't she's, work on a line. <laughs> right. But because so but because of that, like if you if you listen really closely, like Jade's gonna give you a prescription. Like she's gonna tell you <laughs> exactly how to do this and how this is how long it needs to be in the oven and that's how long you need to let that chill you just need a half a cup of this and then oh you do it because it looks right so i'm telling we say all that to say you being you know a law student and you being um you know a blogger who is involved i mean who is committed to bringing awareness to uh physical and mental health and wellness 
Mm-hmm. That is all going to come together in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And you don't have to figure out just how just yet. It's just your job to do your thing in both. Like, I just try to make sure that wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, I'm dancing. <laughs> That's like, it's like, girl, you want to write this paper? You better make this paper dance. I'm going to type fast. I'm making this paper dance. Whatever you do, whatever you do, with your pe- like, whether it be your professional side in law school. I'm trying to, did you, she's 22. I don't know if you're a second year, third year or what, but whatever you got to do in law school, you just do the best at it. And that's then it. you bring that same diligence to your blog and eventually everything will come full circle. At least that's how, that's how it's happened for me. Amen. And that is our honesty box. Honesty box. And because it's hard to be black and be a woman in America in 2017, it is time for black women's self-care because I deserve. I deserve. Oh, oh. I deserve I deserve to be loved Sing Mama D So sis what have you done in black women's self care for yourself This week This week I just did all of the little things That make me feel good Like every Every little thing that I could possibly do To make myself feel good I did So I you know remember the uh, I think on the first episode I said I got a pedicure So we're going to just bring that around full circle. I got a pedicure, but I got my eyebrows done. I got um, a pedicure. I did my, I'm actually in the process right now of doing right now. my activated charcoal. Absolutely right now <laughs> with this charcoal mask on. Right my now. charcoal mask. I got my makeup done at Sephora. I purchased a nice foundation. What kind? Uh, Lancome. Lancome. Whatever. <laughs> don't whatever me that's how you say it comb. that's it yeah but I, I i purchased some lawn comb did foundation which one did you get is it liquid it's liquid yes it's in like a bottle that's shaped like a um something oh girl that's helpful <laughs> that's so helpful um i think i, I mean how many foundations they the got ultra, it's nice it's the ultra hd maybe it has spf 15 well, girl, all of them typically have that, but oh. if you all can't tell, I don't makeup is not my strong suit. But if you didn't know, in addition to Doctor Kia being a doctor and also um, an alto, uh, that's um, it. Not an artist. I sing a, my part, and a, I'm sc- a scholar and an alto. She also can beat a face. Listen. Fun fact: she did my wedding makeup. I did. It was a good time. You anyway, did, sis. Um, yes, Lancome makes a, a wonderful foundation. It's and they great. tested my face. Like, I ain't never had that before. They came and put some thermometers up to my cheeks. <laughs> they were like, okay, this is your skin type. And then they pulled out another thermometer and they were like, okay, so we're going to test out three foundations. And when I tell you that joint is on point, it matches my skin. I'm telling you, ladies, invest. You know, I mean, I'm listen, make no mistake. I got me some Maybelline Fit Me Matte and Poreless because a $6 <laughs> foundation will bless your life. I'm not I'm not judging. There are very good drugstore foundations. But special occasions, it's, worth, it's a worthwhile investment to take your tail to mm-hmm. Sephora and get you a luxury concealer and foundation. Yes. I mean, it's worth it. Your skin will thank you. It sure will. Well, like, I don't wear a lot of makeup on a daily basis. I do a um, a BB cream, like a tinted 
moisturizer and I do that strictly for the tinted uh, portion of that that entire phrase. <laughs> In addition to me not being the tallest person on this show, I am also <laughs> not the most melanin blessed. <laughs> so so a nigga like me appreciates a tinted moisturizer. It really Girl. comes in handy. <laughs> it really fail. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghostly. So um uh, <laughs> No, because don't because you're laughing real loud over there when you made an entire run of jokes. We were coming out of Crystal's apartment and taking the elevator down. And this one decides that she's going to name every foundation that she can <laughs> with my shade in it. And it was like beach sand. For context Light is right. For context purposes. Jay was trying to fix her face to say that. Okay, so I was doing Jay's makeup for a photo shoot that we were doing. And I said that I would need to bring my white lady foundation. Like the, <laughs> the foundation in my kit that I use for my clients who are of fair complexions, right? And she got offended. She was like, what you trying to say? And I was trying to tell her that this is not the time. I did not name these foundations. The foundations, yeah, you, I yeah, did not name know. them. She was in trying this to- millennial age, they love to name stuff like super offensively. So it's now, not you know, offensive. they've got one out there like never trust a nigga with light eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not that shade. Bad. <laughs> bad. And she was trying to say that she was all in, you know, as women of color, it's mad hard to find foundations. And I was like, ma'am, all your foundations are, are prevalent. You can find them anywhere you need to. You can, They're never going to be out of Sandy Beige and Cream Nude. <laughs> You They're see, not going to be out the shade? of it. See? <laughs> Sandy uh, Beige? Sandy Beige. Creamy nudes. <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, for those of us, I'm always, and I'm not, listen, I'm happy, I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be the shade of brown that I am. I I, I count it a privilege and an honor. But I, for, I'm speaking for the people who are darker than me. And most in most cases, like, Perfect example. That Maybelline Fit Me concealer that I was just talking about how much I love it. I am the darkest shade in that concealer. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm not the darkest brown girl. No, you're not. So exactly. So Ooh, do you have a recommendation of a makeup line that's out there for our our very melanin blessed beauties? <laughs> I actually do. Now you know, we talked about this before when we were talking about um Auntie Maxine. Fashion Fair has come full circle. Y'all need to give her a go. But another another um a cosmetics line that has stepped into the 21st century and is guiding me all the way together is Black Opal. Now Black Opal has rebranded mm. themselves completely. They've kind of um modernized and they're working with a lot of YouTubers and influencers on Instagram. Um mm-hmm. I know Tiana Tiana Robinson who is out here in the DMV. Um she is uh working with them. But they have a very, very, very wide range of colors for all women of color. Um, I mean, from, you know, Jade's complexion all the way down, uh, all the way, all the way up, all the way down, all the way, all the way, way up, <laughs> all the way up, all the way, all the way through. Uh, <laughs> there we go. The darkest, the darkest, to the dark, all the way to the darkest of the darkest complexions. Um um, so yeah, I would check out Black Opal. They do come uh, most most um, drugstores carry them. I know CVS does, and so does Walgreens. I've also found them in Rite Aid, but you can also look find them on BlackOpal.com. Um, and if you can't order them online, you can put in your um, 
zip code and they will tell you exactly where you can find them, like which drugstores in your area carry Black Opal. But check out Black Opal. There's a tidbit for you guys. Indeed. That so what about you thing. for Black Women Self-Care? What'd you do this week? <laughs> well, in Black Women Self-Care this week, I have to be totally honest um, and say that I made an appointment with a counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I was speaking to a counselor um, right around the time that my brother passed. And uh, unfortunately, that um, not unfortunate because it's good for her, but she's decided to go back to school and get her doctorate. Um, so she was no longer seeing patients um, um, on the days that I was available. So uh, when we stopped seeing, when I when I stopped seeing her, I kind of like fell off. I didn't make, you know, um, I didn't follow up and, and reach out to any other counselors. But um, it's something I had been putting off and putting off and saying I was going to do um, just never got around to it. But this week, I made a concerted effort to uh, reach out and find someone who I can talk to, um, you know, about not only dealing and processing with my brother's passing and the grief that goes along with that, but also just kind of like managing like life and career and niggas and all the things that are <laughs> weigh on your psyche. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's not, it's, it's like legit so as a person of faith and praying and stuff you know there's often a lot of stigma associated with Mm -hmm. talking to counselors and you know saying that we go to God with certain things but I'm of the belief that God gave us wisdom and God great has given us professionals who can help us and give us practical tools because you know what I'm saying yes we can be armed with the word and and um you know, stand on our faith in trying times. But there are some actual practical things um, that we can and should do to, like, bring about change in our lives. And I believe that God helps those who help themselves. So that's what I did to uh, take care of Kia this week. I made an appointment with the counselor, and I haven't had an opportunity to talk to her yet, but hopefully I can give you guys an update soon. Good. Well, you know what? The like you said, the good book says faith without works. Come on. You better know your scripture. I told you. See, y'all niggas be doubting me, but every once in a while I get to slip you a gym. Every now and then. Come on. Faith without works is dead. So it's like like she said, there is it's it's very taboo, especially in the in the black community to talk about seeing a therapist or seeing a, a, a psychologist, whatever you want to call it, a psychiatrist, there is a lot of stigma that surrounds that. And we have to make sure, especially in this day and age, with all of this education that we have around us, that we are breaking that cycle and utilizing um, those tools in order to help us to be better as a people and as individuals. So... Don't be ashamed if you feel like you need to go see somebody or sit down and talk to somebody because there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what helps you to get through and helps you to figure out what you need to figure out, then there is nothing wrong with you having to do that. So I I applaud you for putting that out there like that. Yay. So yes, don't feel <clears throat> don't feel no kind of way. I mean, there's so much going on in the world today. You can get stressed out and bogged down even like checking the news on your phone. Like I had to Ooh. cut 
I had to cut them news alerts off because if I just saw it, one yeah, more no. bad thing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it'll just take you. And, you know, there are things, having someone to kind of talk talk to and process those things is so super helpful. So don't ever feel like there's, don't ever let anybody make you feel like there's something wrong with doing that. Right. Um, because, I mean, if they do, you should tell them to come and talk to me about it. Because, I mean, I, I'll be more than happy to use my hands to show them. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We I'm always kidding. got these hands. I'm kidding. As my, this is my offer. I'm not. Here's my I offering. had to tell a friend that recently. A friend came and told me about somebody who's who, who's messing with them on the low or whatever. They don't know who it is, but they're waiting to figure it out. And I said, listen, the minute that you figure it out, the minute you find out who this person is who's been messing with you, you let me know. Because I got to fade in my pocketbook for Listen, them. And I that's not a threat, baby. That is a declaration. Listen, it's not a threat. It's not a threat. <laughs> so, it's a promise. It's a commandment. Let's be real clear over <laughs> here. Like, this is not what you want. This is not the games. <laughs> I'm not as loud as our good sis Sky from Black Ink Crew. Oh, but Sky. I, 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 I definitely do. I do keep my crazy in my back pocket. I think it's necessary. In yeah. These, in these days, man. It's necessary. Yeah. But yes, black women self care. You deserve. Um, let us know what you're doing to take care of yourself too. <laughs> I just got a brain fart just that quick. I was like, um, <laughs> yes. Let us know. Let us know what you're doing in black women self care this week. I've used these hands. <laughs> I use these hands in black women self care. I got one off. I bust somebody's square in their jaw and it fell. No, don't do that. Don't do. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> but yes, um, that's Black Women Self Care this week. On to the petty peeps. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty peeps time. What's petty. your petty peep? What's your petty peep? Tell me what's your petty peep? Hey. What's your petty beef? Tell me what's your petty peeve. Hey, hey, what's your petty peeve? Hey, what's your what's your petty peeve? Hey. So what's your so petty peeve this week, sis? Oh, is it me? You want me to go? Yes, I would like for you to go, please. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. So my petty <laughs> peeve this week. <laughs> my petty peeve this week is people who do not put their money in my hand my change that is in my hand or whatever it is that they're handing me in customer service in my hand. I think it is very rude when you place my change on the counter or you place my debit card on the counter because when I pull it out of my Capri Sun wallet, yes, (laughs) I have a wallet that's made out of Capri Suns. That is Um, (laughs) My coworkers call me Frankie from um, Grace and Frankie. But anyway, when I pull my debit card out, I hand it to you in your hand. So when you give it back to me, give it to me in my hand. Go off. When I give you money to pay for whatever it is that I'm purchasing, I put the cash in your hand. So give me the respect of putting my change back in my hand and not on the counter. So story. Mm-hmm. I have a supermarket downstairs from my job that has like, you know, it has the hot food and the deli and all of that that you can get. And it's like a bougie supermarket. So it was good. So I'll go in there every now and again and get a sandwich or whatever. 
So I'm on the line, pay for my stuff, and I give the lady my debit card. So she swipes it, and she slaps my debit card on the counter. Hmm. So I said, pick it up and put it in my hand. And she was like, what? And I was like, pick my debit card up and put it in my hand the way that I put it in your hand when I gave it to you. Oh, well, you have to sign the thing anyway. That's not the point. Give it to me in my hand, lady. Give me the respect of putting it in my hand the way that I did to you. So I'm sitting here trying to give her a lesson on etiquette. I'm getting pissed off because I'm tired of educating people. Yes, I'm that person. (laughs) And it pisses me off when you don't do it. (laughs) It really, like, that is literally one of the one things that can completely piss me off immediately. Like, I can be in a wonderful mood and you're immediately going to piss me off. Give people the respect of putting their money in their hand. Now, there are people out there who are ignorant. They really don't know. And it goes the other way, too, because I see niggas in the hood, too, who will take their dollars and throw them on the counter. Now, there's a certain etiquette that goes along with that, too. There's a hood etiquette where (laughs) if you have a relationship (laughs) with your bodega man and he hands you what you need and you throw or like you pick a a water up and you know it's going to be a dollar. So you throw the dollar on the counter because you don't want to wait on the line because it's really there's no point in doing so. That's one thing. But I'm talking about a walk up to the counter and we exchange anything verbally and we exchange currency, then we need to exchange it hand to hand. And I'm done. Um, Amanda is one of our listeners. She sent in a petty peeve that was actually the very same one that you just... (laughs) She actually said, she said, I can't... She said she's worked in many customer service jobs where money is exchanged. She can't stand it when you put your hand out to receive money. Or a car, and people just put the money on the counter. Woo! Like, bro, you see my hand out. <laughs> you right see, here. It's it means, right here. It means put it in my hand. It's not that Five hard. Five fingers. It's not that hard. No. <clears throat> well, you better be angry. <laughs> I be sitting up there looking like the girl in the meme. The one be like, ooh. Like, with my hand up. Like, why you don't... Like, it's right here. Why you don't put it in my hand? You gonna go around my hand and put, put it on the counter? Now nah, you really piss me off. Mm, I'm mad thinking about it. I'm thinking somebody right in front of me right now put my money on the counter. Um, indeed. So I, <laughs> I completely, completely agree with you. Um, I'm gonna read a couple of petty peeves um from the email inbox that we got because we got some good oh. ones, and I'll add in my two cents uh, as they apply. So this one, um, I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, this is. Markeisha, um, her personal petty peeve is people who leave boxes and bags of food open. How long does it really take to roll down a bag of Lay's or to push Mm. the little plastic bag back into the cereal or the cookie box? Mm. How long? How long does it take? It doesn't take long. And that is extreme. I don't even feel like that's petty. I said, because what we're doing here is like you're wasting because anybody going to eat no stale. Thank you. Stale cereal. And I just. You are wasteful. Like you're being just, you're just being wasteful. You're wasteful. That's a sin. And like and you're like, being wasteful. Oh my and God. inconsiderate. And that's just like the people who leave just a swig of juice in the refrigerator. Yo, people <laughs> who leave like a drop of whatever liquid back in the fridge are atrocious, awful <laughs> human beings. 
Why would you do that to somebody? What am I going to do with this? This is just going to piss me off. This little swig of this drink that I can't have any more of because your raggedy ass decided that you didn't want to finish it off. I'd rather open the fridge and say, oh, there's no more apple juice. Cool. Rather than, oh, look, apple juice. And then I go to pour and it's one eighth of a glass of apple juice because you're stupid. It's true. It is absolutely true. Um, The next petty peeve comes from Jadeen. Who's in Toronto? What's up, Canada? All right, hey, we Canada. We Canada. We international. Our <laughs> <laughs> podcast is over, y'all man. <laughs> we got TSA pre-check. <laughs> <laughs> if Jadine from Toronto says that her petty peeve is pre-sliced bagels that are not sliced all the way through. <laughs> now that is petty. That's so petty. Jadine says, what's the point of not cutting it all the way through? I'm buying a pack of bagels that says sliced on the bag. So I don't have to pull out my bread knife. It's false advertising. If I still have to break, if I have to break out my goddamn bread knife to cut the bagel, it's false advertising. I want my money back. She's mad. Now that's incredibly petty. That That's so why I wanted to read it because it's, it's a celebration of what we do here. You it really girl. is. That's it. You do. That's... Ooh, that is a golden petty peeve. That is it. That's, That's a golden petty peeve. You want to speak in a petty behavior as it relates to food. I had an aunt. Now, this is so incredibly petty. And if I worked at McDonald's, I went for her. We go to McDonald's, right? And she would order the fries with no salt so they'd be hot. Mm-hmm. And then she, before she goes, she'd be like, "Can I have some salt packets?" <laughs> I would be like, "Girl," she'd be like, "Well, I just want to, I just want to ensure that my my fries are hot. I need them piping fresh hot." First of all, I like to salt them myself. First of all, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm one of those black people that definitely asks for light ice and extra hot fries. Um, I'm like, please, light ice. I don't, not light ice and fresh fries. Like I'm, I ask for it. I also have paid my dues. When I was 15, I worked at McDonald's for three months. Mm, bless um, yeah, bless my heart is exactly what it is because <laughs> how I ended up leaving that job, I hated it anyway. And so it was a particular day where all of the black staff was not in, in the McDonald's. And so there was a manager who hated me. I don't know why, but she just did. So she decided she was going to put me on the grill on a Saturday. I've told this story on Jaden XD. She said she was going to put me on the grill on a Saturday. Well, lady, why would you put me on the grill on a Saturday at McDonald's? And I don't ever work the grill. I always work the register. Okay, fine. So I'm making the cheeseburgers. I'm trying to do the steps to make the cheeseburgers. And she snaps her fingers at me and turns around through the little tunnel where you throw the cheeseburger down. And she's like, you need to hurry up making those cheeseburgers. I was like, uh, so listen here, Maria. <laughs> then, Like, if you want me to hurry up, then you can come back here and do it yourself. If you don't like the pace that I'm going, then you can come back here and do it yourself and relieve me of this. Of, of this. Like, that's as simple as that. But don't snap at me no more. Ever so, in your life. Like, don't snap, don't snap your fingers at me because what's getting ready to be is a problem. So I go back to making the stuff that pops up on the screen or whatever. I'm going at my pace because first time on the grill on a Saturday. Maria decides she's going to turn around and snap her fingers at me again and tell me to hurry up with the cheeseburgers. So I proceeded to take one of those cheeseburgers and hurl it straight at Maria's head. Lord Jesus. 
I said, you know what? You can come back here and work the grill for the rest of this Saturday because I don't even want this damn job. Like, I'm out of here. And I left. And one of the black managers called me, the general manager. He called and begged me to come back to my job. I said, you know what? I'm going to go work at the supermarket. Like, I'm totally over this. (laughs) I kept a job through high school. Like, I always kept a job. But that was not it. So that was my experience working at the McDonald's. Mm. Don't snap your fingers there, Jade. Nah. And what don't try to kiss said? me in the icebox, but that's another story for another Ew. day. No. Okay. No. We're not going there. I'm gonna nope. I'm gonna close out the uh petty piece segment <laughs> by reading some petty piece that were sent in by my good sis dubs. Um hey. Lady Wonder eighty seven. Is it eighty seven or seven? Lady W eighty seven. Is it eighty seven? Yeah, I think so. Dubs. That's my sis, and she's gonna be mad at me because I don't remember her. But I don't call her by her screen name. I call her sis because she my sis. All right. Right. Anyway, Dub sent us four petty thieves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're really shortened to the point, so that's why I'm gonna read them all. Number one, when it rains and all of a sudden niggas can't drive. Ooh. <laughs> mm. See also snow. See also wind. <laughs> <laughs> see also uh sun what sun in see, see, clear skies <laughs> blue sky <laughs> what listen perfect days like la Rain- weather nigga. rainbows <laughs> stars see also but niggas can't drive period period that's it point number blank two, number two when people invite me out last minute like i don't have to get a babysitter way in advance like, that's just rude, especially if you know that you're inviting the parent out. Like, why would you do that? You know what? I So I I can kind of get that. I can kind of, as a parent, I can kind of understand that one. I think I'm a little spoiled because we actually have a wonderful support system with family. And we have family that literally lives around the corner. So we're really lucky in that department. But I guess people who get an attitude with you. When you can't go out, like on a Monday, I'm like, I just need to cook dinner for my family. That's all. But no big deal. I'm so, <laughs> so like, I be having to curtail the school night outings anyway. Like most, when the girls invite me out on a Wednesday, I be like, oh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't that's, understand. I don't know. What are we going to do? It's Wednesday. But that's just me. But yes, I feel you does. Uh, Dub's third petty peeve is when men breathe. I feel you. <laughs> That's the realest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> Ooh, you know, sometimes, Dub's, I feel that way in my house. Sometimes. <laughs> like, you got to breathe all the time, huh? Like, every time. Uh-huh. You're just oh, going to breathe my today. God. Look at right that. here. And Go breathe somewhere else. <laughs> you got to breathe right here in my ear, though. <laughs> Don't you have somewhere else to breathe? My God. And I'm sure they feel the same way about us. So that's why they I'm, absolutely I sure that no they do not hide way. it. They do not hide it. Ask T.I. Talk about he distracted. I'm sick of him. Anyway. Yo, I was going to talk listen, about that. I understand. You know what? It was your responsibility because you stayed with a woman who got eye transplants. Like you did that. You did that. So you're going to come with this weak ass excuse after this lady bore like, all of these f- these kids for you. <laughs> like. But t- really? Tiny did a bit for Tip. Like, let's just. She, she be became a felon for this nigga. <laughs> let's be very clear. So, those eye transplants, as silly as they may be, 
She deserved them. They still read loyalty. That's right. <laughs> That's what she wanted. She deserved them. I mean, for me, what really got on my nerves about the whole thing is that I feel like it's not, it's not, why does, I feel like it's sending a message or it's com- like, why does it have to be that you cannot, his reason for like, I want to make sure that my name and my family name is great. Like, why does that mean that you cannot do that with a wife? I don't feel like I don't feel like that's because 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 it's not a good excuse. You know what it really is, is that he does not have the balls to say, (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore because I want to be a hoe freely. Let's be clear here. Like he can't he don't have the balls to say, I just don't want to be in this relationship no more. Mm. So he's putting out, it's a distraction. Nigga, it ain't been no, you did all these awful ass movies, okay? We all watched you with your terrible acting for movies upon movies. You know what I'm saying? You continue to make albums and we continue to to, to nod our heads to them as they came out. You know, you continue to jump on a track every now and again. And then you had the modern day Cosby show. So like, what are you talking about distracting? This ain't stopped you from making no moves. Man up and say what you really want. Stop it. Yes, indeed. And speaking of distractions, Dubs fourth, <laughs> Betty B. We both we both got uh, we were drawn away, but we're back now. Dubs fourth and final Petty Peeve is when my son fixes his mouth to ask me for juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and then she that put, is petty. And then she put why like it won't have <laughs> letters. Now I have known Dubs for a very long time, and this has been. We've had this conversation many times. I, I can understand Dub's position because I did not grow up in a juice household. Like, there was always juice in the house. Like, you, a variety of juice, whatever juice you wanted. Orange, cranberry, apple. But juice was for breakfast. But, like, when I say we wasn't a juice family, that means there wasn't no running in and out of the refrigerator getting juice all day long. It was water. Yes. Like, if you if you came home and you was thirsty, you wanted something, you got some water because that's what you drink. That's why our kidneys were functioning and we were all healthy. <laughs> we water. And mm-hmm. I, I tell you the truth. I gained my freshman 15 in college was because I got to the cafeteria and saw that I could drink as much juice as I wanted. And I was <laughs> drinking so much juice. I gained 15 pounds my first semester. And when I stopped drinking juice in the second semester, I lost 20. Like, I lost oh more. God, listen. Like, the, the juice. Be- the so. sugar and soda and juice. Absolutely. Ju- Yo, you know where my freshman 15 came from? Mountain Dew Baja Blast, okay? Let me tell you something. When I discovered that Taco Bell was the only place that carried this blue magic. <laughs> it was, okay. It was, this- it's lit, though. Like, it, it tastes amazing. <laughs> Right. I don't even eat. I've never I had Taco like Bell. The first time I had Taco Bell, like the food, I was in my, I was like 25. I didn't eat Taco Bell the food because I just, it just, no. I never wanted it. But oh, I no. have had, a, I did drink the Baja Blast because it was just, it just tasted. Listen, I don't good. eat dog food, so I've never been a fan of Taco Bell, but I certainly would march right on in there and say, can I please have a medium Baja Blast light ice? Thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah. Dubs has been keeping this child. <laughs> like, Dubs let the baby have juice on, like, his birthday. <laughs> but, like, on any other occasion, the baby is drinking water, which oh, I get. Dubs. But it's like, Dubs, give the baby some You got to compromise. You got to compromise. Because otherwise, he's going to be like me. And as soon as he get around some juice, he's not going to know how to act. <laughs> like, Listen. That's, I was drinking I'm juice. I'm dead set. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I just I'm embarrassed at how much juice I was drinking because they had the fountain. You can. They had this mango and they had the papaya. I was getting fancy putting Sprite <laughs> ginger ale in my joint. I was so proud. Oh, you you was like sugar on sugar on Girl, sugar. I was doing so much. I just needed a little carbonation. You know what I'm saying? So I would get I like I would get like the peach, the peach, uh, and the lemonade, and put a little Sprite in there for the carbonation. I put, mm. Then I swing by the dessert bar and throw like an orange slice or a cherry in there. <laughs> I was a bartender because I had never been, you know what I'm saying? Like we got to drink soda like on Fridays when my grandma didn't cook. We ate hot dogs and somebody could go downstairs to the big freezer in the, in the den and get a, it was a always soda. a big freezer. In right. The so it was a big downstairs with the freezer. It was a refrigerator and a deep freezer. But in the refrigerator, my grandfather used to just keep it stocked. He used to go like, he was, you know, he's the queen of the, buy, uh, the king of the, the buy one, get, buy three, get one. Mm-hmm. So he, and he buy like 12 of them and just keep them all down there. So it, on Fridays, somebody could go down and get a soda, usually Pepsi or Sprite, depending upon mm-hmm. which was Always on sale. Pepsi or Dr. Pepper. Exactly. And so we would have juice in the morning with our breakfast, water for every other meal. And then on Friday <laughs> nights with dinner, you can have a soda. So when I got to college and realized that I could have juice every meal, I was like, bet. I need like three cups. And as soon as I, I'm just saying, but I understand juice is expensive and it's sugary. So I understand why doves wouldn't want to give the baby juice. But I think That's that real. we need to get him, you know, get him uh, Come on. Getting juice, drinking juice on a somewhat regular basis. Listen, here's how I compromise doves. This is what I did with Noah. She wants to drink soda, right? We don't drink soda in the house. So I have raised her to be a little weirdo. I have made, I have adapted her to seltzer water from very early. <laughs> and so now at the tender age of three and a half, she loves seltzer water like a 35-year-old woman. She Sarah. has, oh, can I have some seltzer water? And I will give her some and I'll put a little splash of peach juice in it or whatever we have in the fridge. Just a splash. She thinks she got something. She thinks she got something. I spent my freshman 15 also getting fat off of E&J and vanilla Pepsi. Oh, God. Mm. Vanilla Pepsi. Yeah. Talk cups about, upon cups. Talk about a blast from the past. But anyway, I think that that wraps up our episode on uh, today. Yes. Thank you again for listening to Getting Grown. Continue to subscribe and like and rate us five stars on iTunes because it's very, very important on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Spotify, wherever you're listening. Write in your if you have um, anything you want to discuss at the kitchen table, if you have petty peeves, if you have something for the honesty box, write in to Getting Grown podcast at gmail.com i'm not gonna spell it out because why we're all grown and um there's no tyrese's here so i think everybody yeah it'll be there but nobody's tyrese so everybody knows how to spell getting grown podcast at gmail.com just no g it's no g at the end of getting that's all you really need to know that's um but yes we love y'all for listening y'all remember to uh uh, stay moisturized and drink your water because your black will crack if it's dry. <laughs> Bye. Peace out.